Welcome back to episode 32 of the LED Project Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I'm super excited to have my good friend Brett Eaton on the podcast today. Brett, how are you? I'm doing well, Kyle. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm actually in Wisconsin Dells, and Brett, you're in the D.C. area, correct me if I'm wrong? That is correct, right outside of D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. Nice. And Brett and I met, uh, I feel bad saying it, a year and a half ago at the first Summit of Greatness put on by Lewis Howes. And uh, Brett, I, I'd like you to kick things off on the podcast by, by telling the story of how our, our little group came together. Oh, it's awesome. Our, uh, our little group, we call ourselves Team Jim, J-I-M. And the reason why is because at the beginning of every workout, or I'm sorry, the, the conference had morning workouts, which we both signed up for. And it was before the conference kicked off and we were both paired together in a group and one of the girls in our group was you know we introduced ourselves she kept calling this guy jim even though that was not his name but we all just felt so bad correcting her because she was so excited and just so determined to to compliment jim and and cheer jim along on everything even though his name was not jim so for the rest of the conference we called ourselves team jim and it was kind of a great way to bring that little crew together and we we've all kind of kept in contact over the last year and a half yeah, and I'm going to straight dime her. I'm going to say Jen, Jen Gottlieb. And I'm going to have to, like, when I put it on Facebook, I'll have to tag her and tell her that she's got to listen. But that was that was such a great experience. And, and you know, we I think the great experience, thing about that experience was, you know, we all had such a thing in common that we had been listening to Lewis Howe's podcast and reading his book and doing all that. But we were all just so on the same level. And, and I went, I've gone to a couple other events like that but but the vibe and the crew that we caught that those couple days in columbus last year was it was so awesome i i had so much fun no doubt we just all seem to connect right away and i think that's the beauty of going to a conference i know you're at a a a scholastic conference right now but i think it's important that people do find somewhere to go or some group to to find because i know we always talk about finding like-minded people uh, and I believe you talked about this an episode or two ago, but they, those people don't have to be in your physical proximity. They can be anywhere. So I think it's important to put yourself out there and surround yourself with either people in your same hobby or your same profession or that are pursuing something that you're pursuing because a lot of times, you know, just like me and you, you know, maybe we're not best friends, but we have kept in contact over the last year and a half and can support each other. Yeah. And I think it's important that you have that group. You have that group. Yeah, for sure. So I just want to make sure I'm, I'm going to say it. So so right now on Instagram and Facebook, we want to find you at Motivated by Brett, right? With two Bs. Correct. With, not with two Bs, with two Ts. Motivated two by Brett. Yeah. And, I, and I'll put the link on there. And, and, you know, that's how we've kept in touch mostly is, you know, through Instagram, through Snapchat and 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 those type of things, which is fun. But, but I really appreciate what you said about staying in contact and surrounding yourself with people who – are on your same path and you know our podcast what we're trying to do is, is inspire teachers and do whatever we can to bring them value and I think that's what's good about going to events like that is I have kind of these cross cross curricular or, or cross career based relationships that I still think can bring value so Brett why don't you talk just uh, real quick about what you do uh, with your platform motivated by Brett so in the past year and a half, and a lot of this really stemmed from the, 
the momentum I gained after going to that conference where we met. Mm-hmm. And it was really just, I had been a personal trainer for about nine years and had done everything from the big box gym to small studio training. Uh, you know, I've trained athletes, trained, you know, in, in different settings. And I realized that I just really wanted to do more. So the whole kind of theory behind MotivatedByBrett.com was I put this website together to really try to reach more people. So I'm not only a personal trainer, but I'm also a motivational speaker. And I try to motivate people on, you know, how important it is to take action and to follow your passions. And obviously... The, the training side and the fitness side, how taking care of yourself, which I always go back to saying it's the only place you are forced to live, uh, but taking care of your, yourself and getting a little bit more fit and healthy, how that can, can spawn into all the other parts of your life and how when you're taking care of your body, you're going to have more energy to give to other people. And, and really my job is to, or my job, or uh, all I want to do is try to motivate people the best I can to, to make some changes, some positive changes in their life to live a healthier lifestyle. Oh, awesome, man. So I got to ask you, this is this is the question we ask every time we do a, a seminar or we, we talk to somebody. So who who was your all-time favorite teacher and, and why would you pick that person as your all-time favorite teacher? All right. So I've actually been blessed to have uh, a few good teachers, a few really good teachers. Um, I will say my favorite teacher is actually, believe it or not, somebody I still keep in contact. And... And it's a funny story. His name is Mr. Conklin. He was, I had him for two years in, in math class, uh, through like, um, like algebra, those kind of classes, which I struggled with, but he just made teaching so much fun. And it wasn't a class that, you know, you were never going to fall asleep in his class. You were never going to want to be distracted in his class because he just made learning such a, like an event, you know, it was fun. And he, he brought, he brought so much passion to it. And he, the reason why he was my favorite teacher is because he looked out for us outside of the classroom and he would see you in the hallway and it wasn't just, hello, how you doing? It was, Hey, how you doing in science class? How you doing? You know, when's the basketball game today? Four o'clock. You know, he would always know a little bit more about us. And that's what really you know, I appreciated that so much that he became a teacher that also I ended up working for in the summer. And he's also a teacher, believe it or not, who still sends me a birthday card every year. Now, uh, as, as impressive as that is, it's because my birthday is March 14th. And if you, for those math teachers out there, that's Pi Day. <laughs> so it's right. a little bit easy to remember. But the fact that he has never forgotten that my right. birthday is Pi Day just goes to show how connected to his students he is. Oh man, that's awesome! I actually have two other friends who are also born on Pi Day. That's crazy. You're the oh, you're the third Day? person I've met that has a Pi Day birthday. It's funny. Only do, only time when I tell that to teachers do they immediately come back with, "Oh, Pi Day." You know, everybody else has no idea. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Though, but that's that's awesome, and you know, that's really what you know our core belief with our nonprofit is is it's that relationship between a student and a teacher where where everything happens through like you really you learned in and I maybe I'm making an assumption but I don't think I am you learned from him because you had that relationship and he was engaged with you and you knew that you you meant more to him than just you know a number or a kid in a seat and that's really what we aim to help teachers do is give them the skills and like you said the motivation to really engage in those relationships because we we were talking a little bit 
and I want you to go into this a little bit about, you know, being worn down and, and emptying the tank at the end of the day, like it takes a lot to be engaged in those kind of relationships with kids all day long and to really invest that way. Yeah. I think it's tough for, you know, you see it. I think, you know, not being a teacher myself, but being the fact that I am teaching physical fitness and teaching training to people, I've always kind of considered myself, you know, part trainer, part teacher, part coach, because I am, you know, and the way I relate to teachers and a lot of times when I try to help them with fitness or trying to get back into a fitness routine is the most common thing that I hear is that they're exhausted. You know, they're up so early and they're at school and it's not a nine to five. It's it's a 10 hour, 11 hour day. And by the time they get home, they're just so drained. And I've always related to that because there were times where, you know, a day would go by and I would just, it would be a great day. I'd have such a great experience, but because I'm giving so much energy and my job was to motivate people and to inspire them that sometimes I would get home at the end of the day and, you know, living with roommates, they'd be like, Hey man, you had, you had a rough day or anything. And I would be like, no, I no, I had a great day. I, I just am drained. I used to use this, the saying, I'm all out of smiles being like, I'm just so exhausted, but I didn't have a bad day. I had a great day. When it comes to fitness, I always try to push people, not push people, but I recommend that they work out in the morning. And that's really for a couple different reasons. I started doing that two years ago and it's really had a major positive impact on my life, especially with what I do. Because what happens is when you wake up and the first thing you do is go straight into work or you open your email or you check your phone is people start looking to grab stuff from you, right? They want information. Yeah. They want, they want, uh, they won't need your help with something or they, for me, people need to reschedule right in the morning. So immediately I'm waking up and I'm diving right into rescheduling. But when you work out first thing in the morning, you have taken that time, that first initial part of your day to fill your own energy tank and to fill your own, you know, you know, something positive for yourself. And you've taken the time to work on your health and your fitness. And now I'm okay giving all my energy away and, and everything that I have for the rest of the day because I've taken, I've done what I needed to do for myself and now I have no problem giving it to everybody else. And by the end of the day, I'll say that I, I still feel like I have more energy because I've worked out the first thing in the morning and now I don't feel like driving home from work or for a teacher at the end of the day that, oh man, I am exhausted and now I have to find that energy to go work out because it's already done. Yeah. So part of that pressure is already off. Yeah, you know. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was having a conversation with one of the ladies I teach with the other day and talking about I it, you know what you said makes a lot of sense to me because I don't I don't have the discipline to do it after school and she was yeah. saying she felt like it took more discipline to wake up in the morning and, and do it right away at 5 a.m but but for me I, I think the only real discipline it takes for me at 5 a.m is just to get myself out of bed like 100%. once, once I'm once I'm out of bed, it's way easier than the thought of at the end of a of a day, you know, um, having to really get myself. It, it's so much easier for me to cop out of going at the end of the day when I'm tired and I've got all the excuses than it is in the morning when I just say all I got to do is get myself up. One hundred percent. It's a battle yeah. between you and your snooze button. Yeah. So and really, that's. That once you start winning that battle, you know, I always say, you know, start the day one and oh, when that when that alarm goes off, if you snooze right. and snooze and snooze, 
you really started that day 0-1-1. You know, you've taken a loss because you didn't get out of bed and you didn't start your day the way you should have. But if you get out of bed right away, I always tell my clients, you started the day 1-0. You started the day in the win column. And once you start doing that more often, it gets a lot easier. And I use the, I use the analogy where if work told you you had to go into work because of a big meeting an hour earlier, you would get up and do it without a question. You would do it without even hesitation because work is forcing you to do that. Why don't we think that same way when it comes to our own responsibilities or our own commitments to ourselves? Right. So when you change your mindset a little bit about that, I think it becomes a little bit easier. And, and now all of a sudden you're waking up because you really have committed to doing that. Right. So let me, th- I, I want to talk a little bit about one of the favorite, my favorite things that you put out online. I love when you talk about the days that you don't want to go to the gym, but yeah. you still do. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you get, how you just motivate yourself and get yourself there and then what you get out of those days? Cause I feel like maybe not my best performing days of training, but the days I feel the best about it are the days when I don't want to do it. Absolutely. And again, I think the reality or, or people have this image of, you know, anybody who is in fitness or who likes fitness that every day they wake up and it's like, oh, I just love going to, you know, it's going to be perfect. Rainbows and sunshine every day. It's really a lot of the opposite. It's just in this area of my life, I've, I've created the discipline that, you know, if I decided I'm going to work out, I'm going to go. And there are a lot of days where you don't want to, whether it be the weather or, again, you, you, you set your alarm and realize you're only getting six hours of sleep or, you know, whatever the situation may be. But to me, I always try to just take it one step at a time. You know, for me, it's, you know, I'm sitting around thinking about how I don't want to go or on a weekend, you know, maybe I'll go to the gym a little later and I don't want to go. And I'm just like, OK, first, just put your workout clothes on. OK, now the clothes are on. So that's step one. Then it's like, OK, just you know, I like to write my workouts before I go in. I'm like, just, just sit down and write the workout and then I'll take that step. And, and I kind of take it step by step until it's just get in the car, just walk in, just start your warm up. And then all of a sudden, you know, I always, 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 always. And if somebody out there can prove this wrong, but nobody feels worse after a workout than they did before. So it's really just going in there. A lot of times when I stand at the front desk at, at the gym, I used to work at, People walk in, and I always used to say, trust me, you just did the hardest part right now. You know, because they come in, and they look defeated, and they look tired from a long day. I say, trust me, the hardest part is over. You've gotten here. Everything else from here is going to be downhill. And when they walk out of the gym, everybody's smiling and happy. And, hey, have a great day. Like, enjoy the rest of your night. So it's just about kind of getting there. So it's really one step at a time. You kind of have to do it. But everybody has their thing. Their thing being... For me, I know that I can. I have a couple YouTube videos that just jack me up, or that go-to song that I play, yeah. or you know, yeah. look at something. Maybe you look at your goals, or if you have a vision board, or if you have, uh, you know, maybe you're exercising for your kids, and you have just pictures of your kids somewhere that you can look at and say, you know, remember why I'm going, remember why I'm doing this, right. and why do I have this goal, or why do I have this passion to get healthier. And if you can keep that in front of you, no longer is it just I'm going to the gym because, but now you're going for a reason. And now that reason is going to hopefully motivate you through the rest of that workout. Uh, every, every once in a while, I'll see the video clips Lewis Howes will post of like every time they introduce somebody and they brought that oh, drum man. line out. And it still just gets me like so jacked. I remember you, you must have put that on your Snapchat for like 
every day for like three weeks in a row after we oh, had man. gotten. It, oh it my. works so well. When you just find that song, and especially a song yeah. that takes you right back to a situation or an event, yeah, I, I use that. I, I wrung that song dry of motivation. I took yeah. that as long as I possibly could. And I, for a while, I was sending it out to all you guys, just being like, hey, when you hear this, you're gonna remember why that excites you and why that motivates you. What's uh, what's 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 that? What's your song right now that you're jamming like that? Ooh man, I got some. I have a lot of songs. Let's see. The one right now I'm digging is. So I do like the song Portugal the Man. Uh, feel it still. That song just makes me tap my feet and gets me moving a little bit. Uh, I still like the song Walk on Water by uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars. That's a really good pump-up jam. Uh, but again, you just got to find whatever song. For not everybody, maybe it's not you know a motivational screaming song. There's another song. I can't. I don't know who sings it, but it's called Legends Never Die. It's from a video game. Mm-hmm. But I just like these epic anthems, these anthems oh, that yeah. just take me over. And again, for three minutes, I'm just... Sometimes I'll do that in the car before I walk in, and then I just walk in yeah. like it's my a superhero movie. I'm, I'm not even going to front. Right now, Justin Timberlake's new, the, one of the new songs, Filthy, from that his new album. Hey, just you, don't gets, to, you don't have to hide it from me. Oh, my Justin God. Like, like th- when he just keeps saying haters going to say it's fake, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> here we go. I can, get, I, can, I can get it right now after Justin Timberlake and my buddies that I train with. Me and two other teachers train at 5 every morning, and it's just like yes. it, it's, it gets me going, and they, they laugh. But uh, – Kind of coming back, uh, one of the questions we also like to ask is, and and I know people have heard it already on this, but what what is your what's your philosophy on service? I I, I know from knowing you that it's important to you, but I I really like you to try to articulate the best you can what what your philosophy on service is, because you know teachers are in a service interest you know a service industry the same as you are. Absolutely, and and it's something that I've taken a lot more pride in over the last couple of years, I think, because I've always liked helping people. I've always called myself a people person and I like to give back, but it's something that I just, I think it means a little bit more to me now. And knowing that, you know, when I stand in front of a room of people and I'm giving a, you know, a presentation or a motivational talk, knowing that the words that come out of my mouth can directly impact somebody making a change in their life motivates me more than the Friday night lights back in high school used to, you know, it just gives me that, that psyched amped feeling that I can help somebody. And, and with personal training, I I feel that too. And it's more of a one-on-one connection. And I mean, the connections that I have with some of my clients over the course of the last couple of years are, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And, and they probably don't realize it, but they've helped me grow in my life, in my business, just as much as maybe I've helped change their life physically or through fitness and health. So it's just so important that you do focus on giving back because, I mean, you'll hear it a hundred times if you follow any kind of positive stuff out there that the more you give, the more you get. But it really is, it really does work that way. And when you're doing positive things for other people, it's the best way to get something in return, you know, and, and it's not a tangible thing. It's not somebody paying you. It's not somebody, uh, you know, maybe they won't even, you, you won't really acknowledge it as much, but, but somebody just saying thank you or, you know, the best way to get out of a bad mood for me is to compliment somebody, you know, find somebody random in line and standing in line, give them a compliment and it immediately changes my mood in my day. 
So for teachers, you know, how they can maybe relate is, is they're doing something every day for somebody, right? And maybe the parent of every kid doesn't come up to thank them. But really, through the course of the school year, they're probably spending more time with those kids than the parent may even be. Oh, yeah, so, 100%. You know, so the, so the service that they're giving to that student is is not just educational. It's, it's caring for them. It's showing them compassion. It's showing them how to share. It's showing them all those different skills that I think you – it makes the person – it makes the teacher aspect of it. I think it makes you more of a uh, of a quality person because all of the good that you're giving out to the world, and I think you get that back tenfold. I truly believe that. And and you know, a person who you know is a real teacher, and what I mean by that, you know, is someone that that deep down, that's that's what they're meant to be. Someone who who teaches because they love it and it's their passion. That's all they want is just a little bit of gratitude. And I, and I can say firsthand, like we. I was coaching ninth grade basketball this winter and we finished our last ninth grade, ninth grade game. And I had three parents come up and just shake my hand and just say, Hey, we really appreciate what a great job you did with the boys. And it was, that's a lot of times that's all you need. But even back to your point of, you know, when you're having a bad day serving others, Tony Robbins, you know, says it's, it's hard for you to be upset or down with yourself when you're helping someone else. You just have to, you have to, you have to turn that lens outward. Um, and that's Absolutely. one of those things. So we're going to kind of wrap up with some of the more, what we consider the more fun questions. So here, here's what I got for you. Uh, right. what's, what's the best advice you've ever gotten and, and who gave you that advice? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, this is probably going to be, this is fairly simple for me. I've gotten a ton of great advice, but I always go back to something my mother told me when I was really little. And she said it to me every time I left the house. Uh, she would say, never forget who you are. And when I was little, I kind of just thought that that meant, you know, don't forget who I am. Yeah, like in case mom and go to, in case I get lost or, or somebody steals me, I know how to get home. You know, like I didn't really truly understand yeah. it. Yeah. But as I got older, it really, it, it's, it's one of those lines that means probably more to me than anything. Just because I know why she was saying it. And, and basically she was saying it because... You know, my, you know, my, my mom, my dad, and my sister had, had built a reputation of that name, you know, my last name. And every time I stepped out, you know, I had a reputation of who I was. And it takes so long to build a good reputation, but it so quickly can be torn down by one bad act or one bad action. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that it works that way, but... That's advice that I've always carried with me, you know, when I'm doing anything, you know, when I'm when I'm waking up in the morning or when I'm going somewhere uncomfortable or when I'm meeting new people. It's just never forget who I am. And 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 it always makes me think of the impact that I can have on people and and really try to when I leave that room, I want people to be better off because I was in that room. Yeah, man, I I I feel you on the on the name thing. And that's something that like. You know, of of all of all the things that I want to do, what I would consider career wise or personally, like I don't think any of it will ever compare to whether or not I I carry on my last name. You know, the yeah. way my dad and my grandpa and you know my grandpa on my other side. If you know, if I could, at the end of my life, if somebody said to me, you you know, you were as good a a father and a husband as my my dad and my grandpa's have been, then then that'll be the thing that matters most to me is really, really carrying on that name. So I, I feel you on that. So, um, Absolutely. 
So I, I know you're passionate about your work. Is there anything else you're super passionate about right now? So let's see. I mean, I, I do love. There's a lot of. I have a lot of hobbies. I like. Uh, obviously, I like fitness. I like. I like the motivational side of things. I do like music, and I really do like sports. So I'm. Uh, you know, this time of year, I'm a big North Carolina Tar Heels basketball fan. So I do like cheering them on, and I love March Madness. I think it's awesome. I just love watching sports. I mean, I've just, I've been an athlete my whole life, but the reason why I like sports is just because there's always that opportunity for greatness. You know, there's always, like even the Super Bowl, for instance, I can't, you know, by no means am I a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but just watching that story of of Nick Foles and the backup quarterback and how he came back and, and, you know, they're not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to beat the Patriots. And it's just, I just love, I love sports for that reason. I honestly can admit I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do watch sports because of that. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. You know, you just never know what you're going to see on any given night. Awesome, man. All right. So another one, another one that we really, uh, and this is kind of something we've been talking to the whole time. So, so when you're getting burned out and you're, you're getting worn down with everything going on, how do you, how do you find your center? How do you, how do you, how do you bring it all back? So for me, if, if you asked anybody, they would probably be like, oh, Brent's such an extrovert. He loves being around people. He loves, you know, talking to him. Introvertly. I like my alone time. And, and it's not that I don't want to be around other people, but I find that I do recharge my batteries and I, and I kind of come back to my center and I reset by being alone. And... And whether that means going for a bike ride or that means maybe going on a hike or, uh, you know, just recently I went to go see a movie by myself for the first time ever. And, and some people may look at that and be like, well, that's pretty lame. Like, what does this kid have no friends? But it's not so much that. It's just that it allows me to kind of be alone with my thoughts. And, and I think it's important to be okay when you're alone, you know, to be comfortable alone. Because if you're not comfortable alone, that says something. You know, I think it's, you're the only person that you have to be around all the time. So you want to make sure that you've turned yourself into somebody that you enjoy being around. And when I reset, it's not so much that I don't want to be around people. It's just that for most of my days and for my profession, I'm, I'm pouring energy into other people and I'm excited and I, and I, and I like to walk around with a high energy that when I reset, sometimes it doesn't mean that I want to turn that energy off, but I just need to find things that kind of calm me down and things that allow me to, to reflect a little bit and to get my thoughts together and then also spend a little time on me so that I feel good and can truly give 100% back to everybody else. Yeah. So for me, it's really just some you know a couple of different alone activities that, that allow me to kind of recharge my batteries. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm on the same way, too. I, I think I have a lot of extrovert tendencies, but even even extroverts got to got to power down from time to time. What movie did you go see by yourself? I saw The Greatest Showman, which I highly recommend to anybody who likes inspiration and, you know, doesn't mind a good uh, a good um, musical. Now, I'm not usually the musical type. But a couple people reached out and said, Brett, I think you're going to like this movie. And and I went and saw it, and actually it was awesome. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, the resort we're at for the conference has got a theater attached to it to tell you how big this oh, place yeah. actually is. I'm thinking about going and doing the solo Black Panther tonight. Everybody I talked to said Black Panther's been amazing. So, 
and I'm I'm big into the Marvel scene, so I think I might oh, go check yeah. that out. I've heard good things about it. All right, so couple last questions get you get you keep going with your day what's the what's the best thing you've read recently best thing i have read recently um so i'm currently reading and, and this is another thing i will admit that i if, if i could have a superpower it would be to probably read books quicker because i i do like reading i'm just not good at it not yeah. good at it because I just, I always, there's something else I feel like I should be doing rather than just sitting with a book, even though I really need to get better at that. Right. So all the teachers out there, here's your chance to motivate me. I need, I need, I need some better reading habits here, but I'm currently reading start with why by Simon Sinek. Dude. Yeah. So to me, it's been a great book of just going back to why I want to do what I want to do and, and really getting clear on you know my mission and my vision and and not just doing it because I think it's the right thing to do, but doing it with a very very specific why. So I, I I can't really quote that book, but I will say that just that book has really been a positive influence on me. Every time I pick it up, I learn something or I get a new tidbit of of you know motivation or a little bit more clarity for what I'm trying to do with my business. Oh man, that's one of the best. That's one of the, I think that was maybe one of the first real personal development books or books that really got me into personal development in my twenties that, oh man, oh, one of the best ever. So, all right, man. So I wish I would have found this book a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the last question uh, I want to leave you with to just give you a chance to talk a little bit more about yourself is, uh, what do you, what do you want your legacy to be? That's a great question, and that's that's very funny because it's a very funny question because I'm putting together a little highlight film currently of all the motivational talks I've done, and that's exactly how my video opens, is what will your legacy be? And I want my legacy to be, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be, I would like to make a great impact in the world. I always say I want to, I want to impact the world so much that it dents, and and, and that comes from a lot of different ways. You know, the reason why I'm branching away a little bit from the personal training is I always love personal training, but I wanted to touch more lives. I wanted to impact more people. I wanted to be able to, to reach a bigger audience. But I really think when it comes to my legacy, I don't think it has to do with how many people you've touched or how many Instagram followers you have or what is the biggest stage that I've spoken on. I really think my legacy is going to be when people hear my name, what did, what do they feel? What do they think? You know, did, did, did being around Brett Eaton make you feel good about yourself? Uh, you know, a quote that I, I repeat very often is by Maya Angelou is people will, will, will never remember what you said and they will not remember what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And I keep that pretty close to my heart because I want people to feel good when they're around me, you know, and, and some people may say that's a big, you know, burden to carry, but you know, when my last day comes and and I'm no longer on this earth, when people hear my name, I hope that they say, man, he was a guy that always brought the best out of people. And he was somebody who wanted the best out of me, you know, that I push people to, to, to hopefully reach a little bit deeper than they thought they had. And, and that's really all I, all I really care about is my legacy and obviously hopefully passing something on to the, my future family 
that they can remember me by and, and leaving them in good hands. But, but legacy to me is all about how you made people feel. Man, that's perfect. That's a great way to end it. So um, what, uh, what can we do to help you out? Where can we find you? Where can people follow you? Because I got to say, after this, you're, you definitely can't be a one-time uh, podcast guest. You're going to have to become one of our uh, resident experts, I think. Excellent. I'd be happy to. I'm always happy to help. Uh, honestly, I'm most active on Instagram right now, which is, again, just motivated by Brett. Uh, my website is motivatedbybrett.com. Um, I will have some, um, we're, we're putting together some motivational kind of merchandise and stuff right now, which will be up for sale soon. And um, and honestly, I'm going to be looking to take on some new online coaching clients. So even though the people who may be listening from, from afar, uh, I do like to put together kind of little little accountability groups and and little online coaching groups that just because we can't physically train together doesn't mean that I can't help you get you know healthier and kind of change some of your uh, your daily habits. So so yeah, if you want to connect with me, those are probably the two best places. Perfect, man. Well, we sure do appreciate you coming on. This has been episode thirty-two of the LED Project podcast. If you have questions or want to reach out, you can get us at podcast at the ledproject.com. Brett, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Kyle, I appreciate it, man. And really, this has been a fun experience for me. Absolutely. We will be back soon with episode 33. Until then, this is the LED Project signing out.